You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast hosted by Joe Hunter on the Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. It's the anniversary of cereal. Oh, well, Kellogg cereal. It's an amazing story. I didn't know there was two Kellogg's. One's doctor, one's a brother. And uh, so it's a fascinating story I heard on the History Channel, but it made me think of breakfast. Breakfast always makes me think of, well, being in line for breakfast, you know, the takeout line there. I think it'd be a good day maybe to start a pay-it-forward thing. Wouldn't that be cool? You can make the news with those things. It's just one of those amazing things that happens every once in a while. Do a little pay-it-forward on the breakfast line. Yes, Cup of Joe Morning Show Hotline. Who's this? Hi, my name is Michael, and I was just hearing something on the radio about paying it forward. Yep. And I just wanted to give you my um, little spiel, but... Basically, what changed me, this was pre-Christ, but I was having a really good day, and I was in the line of Dunkin' Donuts trying to get my coffee before, uh, actually after work. This lady was having such a horrible time in a nice brand-new SUV. I had a rust bucket at the time, and she was on the phone. She was angry. She was flaring her arms. She was having a very horrible day, apparently. And so I looked back at her, and I was like, hmm. You know, this sucks out of that day. But then I didn't get the notion yet to pay for her coffee. I moved up a little bit after I ordered, and she accidentally hit me in the back of my rust bucket. And uh, she was like, oh, she, she hung up the phone. I stuck my head out the window, and I was like, it's all right. It's okay. It's just a rust bucket. Don't worry about it. You know, because deep down I knew she was having a bad day. But I knew it was God because he wanted me to confirm that she had a very good day. So what I did was I also paid for her coffee, even though she bumped me and gave me a fender bender. Um, So that's when I knew it was definitely God looking back now after I've been involved in this that I knew it was her. Christ even works before we even met him. And it's absolutely amazing. The Sound of Life. Because I was thinking about this, it's very important about how you see things or don't see things, right? And, and uh, I don't even know what they were advertising, if anything, but I know it was a type of a, th- a statement on television, some kind of visual, audio-visual thing. Guy was sitting in the plaza, and he had his bucket out, and he was obviously blind, and he had a little cardboard sign that said, Help the Blind. People were just walking by him. And really what made me think of it is how beautiful a morning this morning is. And a woman came by and saw the sign, and she sat down and took a marker and scratched it out, turned it over, and wrote words and set it up by him. He was very confused, but he started getting money like crazy. People were just giving all kinds of things. And when she came back by, he, she said, oh, hey, you're doing good. He said, what did you do? She said, I changed your sign. To what? She changed the sign to, it's a beautiful day. But I can't see it. It's interesting, isn't it? It's all in how you look at it. It just kind of, this just kind of struck little old Joe there a little bit. Coming up in a couple minutes, we will be uh, giving you a chance for the one and only Cup of Joe Money Show travel mug. By the way, I was going to give the hotline, which is toll free, 800 946 1765. That's the number you need to call them. A great way to start your day the Cup of Joe Morning Show. Monday Mug Day, the first person on the hotline with the correct answer to this question, you get the one and only Cup of Joe Morning Show Travel Mug. Yeah. Here we go. March 7th. On this day in 1835, a blind Fanny Crosby arrives at boarding school in New York. She is trembling with fear and very homesick. 
Today, she is famous for what? Hymns, casseroles, or books? Fanny Crosby on this day went to the boarding school in New York. Today, she's famous for what? Hymns, casseroles, or books? Hotline is 800-946-1765. Call right The now. Cup of Joe Hotline is open. The Cup of Joe Hotline is open. 1-800-946-1765. 1-800-946-1765. Waking up with a cup of Joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped drinking the coffee. I've stopped doing the standing and the walking and the words putting into sentence doing. The Sound of Life. Fire. Monday, Monday, yes, uh, here. One and only Cup of Joe Morning Show Travel Mug could be yours. All righty. 1835 was the year. Let's go to the Cup of Joe Morning Show hotline, see if anybody wants my mug. Good morning. Who's this? This is Robert. Hey, Robert. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm great. I'm glad you called. Do you want my mug? Yes, I do. All right. Very important question to get that mug. Today's the day that uh, a blind Fanny Crosby arrives at the boarding school in New York. She is trembling with fear and very homesick. What is she famous for? Hymns, casseroles, or books? Hymns. Fanny Crosby. Famous for hymns. You got my mug and you want it, Robert. Awesome. Yes, I do. All righty. Way to go, Robert. Yes, every Monday morning makes your day brighter on Cup of Joe Morning Show at 7.20. Yes. Could have been Alexander Graham Bell, but that would have been too easy, right? At <laughs> 7.28, Cup of Joe Morning Show. Way to go, Robert! Yes! A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Oh, you look like a man who could use more coffee. The sound of life. Today is like International Cereal Day or something like that. Cornflakes. We got them in our house, except now they're frosted. That was a great idea right there. Thanks. Don't tell Dr. Kellogg I said that. But, uh, but it was back in the late 1800s, Dr. John Kellogg had a, um, a sanatorium, sanitarium, something like that. It was very popular in Battle Creek, Michigan. A lot of people went there, kind of regrouped people from all different kind of walks of life and stuff and there were programs to do and things and he was looking for something nutritious that the patients could eat without having to go to the trouble to have knives and forks and stuff like that around and the uh, offerings weren't too good and he had, was coming up with a type of a blend of cereal cold cereal I think there had to be like an accident in there somewhere. Like they left a tray of it in the oven overnight, I, I, something like that, you know, because they came out really crispy and they were like, hmm, these are pretty good. And that was without the sugar. <laughs> so the, uh, the flakes were born, but there's a lot to that story. I did not know that Dr. Kellogg had a brother, uh, Kellogg, as well. There were two of them. And the brother wanted to market it. He said, this is something right here. We can sell this. And his, bro and his doctor brother was like, no, that's a prescription. You know, he took that very seriously, that part about that. He said, I'm not going to capitalize off of a prescription like that to help my patients. He said, yes, but we can use the money for the sanitarium or, you know, the hospital. But And so they went back and forth on that for a while. Obviously, <clears throat> somebody... I mean, it got out. I think there was some theft involved there. I think the formula was stolen. Something. It. It's an incredible story, as most history things are. You know, nothing's really 
cut and dried like that. And I thought, boy, I bet you both of them would have been floored when they found out you'd get a prize in your cereal. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Your daily dose of encouragement. I've got a smile on my face and a twinkle in my eye. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. So I, I, you know, I know for a fact that there are many generally 20-something-year-olds that have come and applied for jobs where they cannot have a cell phone at work. Believe it or not, they're there, so they have to put their cell phone in the cubby before they come into work or leave it in their car or something. And they get into training and they have to leave. They can't do it. And that's the reason. They can't do it. You're talking about a state job, excellent benefits, retirement early, all that stuff. Can't do it. Wow. And so the, the, some of these state jobs are desperate for positions. But on the bright note, there was an 18-year-old that did pull it off for a monetary reward, stayed off of social media, and his mother paid him $1,800 on his 18th birthday. Pretty good amount of money right there to stay off social media. Yeah. Six years he had to stay off social media for six years. Could you stay? I mean, right? it's too late. It's too late for you, probably. It's like, no, I, there's no way. You know, six hours, maybe? I might for, for $1,800, but that's a pretty nice gift. It was a good idea, Mom, to be able to do that. He probably, I mean, I'm just kind of surmising here, guessing a little bit that he didn't start on social media. If you've never been on it, okay, not to get on it, to, to, for the monetary reward would be, I think you would agree, much easier. Because then once you get on it, you're like, uh, and by the way, congratulations to this 18-year-old right here. Yeah, pretty good deal right there. You know, need to be congratulated. If you're like me and you're already on it, uh, let's see, 18, I can make stay off of it for six minutes. I don't know. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. The Paralympics are going on, just a little note there. They always happen right after the Olympics that you hear about and see on TV and all that kind of stuff. Um, and in China, same, same place, same venues and everything. I want to tell you about uh, a woman uh, who uh, right now has done a lot in the Olympics. But her story began in Ukraine. She was born there. And she spent seven years, I think, going in and out of orphanages. But she was in an orphanage for seven years. She was adopted by a woman in the United States, a single mom. Came to the United States. Now, she had uh, physical disabilities as a result of radiation poisoning from Chernobyl. And it highly affected her legs, below the knees primarily, if I understand right. They didn't, they didn't develop right. They didn't support her weight and so as she, as she got older, had them amputated. And, I mean, a teenager, you know, must have been very traumatic. Had them amputated. Now she uses prosthetics. Her hands were webbed and she had no thumb. So it highly affected her development, her physical development. But they did, have done surgery and made her index finger act as a thumb. They can do that. That's, that's incredible. You wouldn't notice unless I told you and you looked at a photograph. Her name is Oksana Masters. It may ring a bell to you because this is not her first Olympics. I'm going to tell you that right now. And she participates in the Winter and Summer Olympics, the Paralympics. She became the first U.S. gold medal of the Paralympic Games. 
uh, biathlon sitting sprint. It's called her fifth career Paralympic gold medal, 11th overall medal between summer and winter games. Wow. She could race up to seven times over the nine days of medal competition through March 13th, ending this Sunday. She owns Paralympic gold medals in biathlon, cross-country skiing and cycling. She won two cycling golds at the Tokyo Games six months ago. Wow, we is pretty incredible. I always like the those stories of people who've had to come a little extra adversity. I mean, every athlete has to overcome something. But those are pretty good physical things to overcome for Oksana. She could be your hero today, right? I think. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Pop some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. The Sound of Life. Micah Tyler. Walking free. In Jesus, you are free. Indeed. Walk like it. Remind me of a missionary I knew. Seems like yesterday. Had to be over 30 years ago. Because I remember the church I was in. Wasn't married. I remember uh, her father was associated with our church. He was with Child Evangelism Fellowship, and he had gone from New England down to Staten Island. And his daughter happened to be a missionary in Moldova. Now, it was interesting, and I'm not trying to make anything out of this, but she said that herself. She said, I kind of fit in to the look of the people there. Now, I remember that long ago, they were pretty fresh from communism, right? Soviet Union, that type of thing. And so I know it was in the 90s. Maybe the 80s. <laughs> so, But she said the most amazing thing, speaking of walking free, because people would be surprised when they found out that she was from the West, usually when she started talking. But she was walking down the sidewalk one day, and a man on the steps, they waved, and he said, you're from the West, aren't you? And she said, yes, how did you know that? And he said, you walk like you're free. Awesome. Mm. Waking up with a cup of joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. I've been kind of interested in like self-improvement, you know, and this is the time of the year. I think it's kind of like, well, forget all those New Year resolutions. All right. I mean, you know, you had things built up, but there's a reason why we fail at starting to improve. Right. We, we, we have high hopes, but maybe they're too high. Now, Jordan Peterson, there's a reason. He's very well listened to, all right? And there, and he's very succinct and very simple and very um, edifying. Well, uh, it's a punch in the gut, kind of, right? Okay, so listen, this is only going to take a few seconds, so you got to listen to carefully. Kids, women, and children of all ages, listen, this is very close about. We say we want to improve. And I would say, well, you're not aiming low enough. There's something you could do that you are regarding as trivial that, that, that you could do, that you would do, that would result in an actual improvement. But it's not a big enough improvement for you, so you won't lower yourself enough to take the opportunity. Incremental steps. Like if you haven't right, bench pressed before, you don't put 400 pounds on the bar and drop the, and drop the bar through your skull. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. 
Her name is Katie Nicole. May ring a bell to you. I love that song. And of course, that's why she's on the radio. In Jesus' name, God of possible. It's quite a prayer for you and your family today. Katie Nicole broke all the records. First artist ever to be on the radio just based on social media. She was very big. Uh, her video was, believe it or not, big on TikTok, I guess, and Spotify, you know, listeners, dedicated music listeners, um, put her way up there at the top, and people said, hey, you know what? It's a good song. Let's put it on the radio. So the first time ever, it didn't go through, like, the normal channels that you would go through. Who said you got to go through the normal channels anymore? That's right. And some news on new artist Katie Nicole. She's joining Big Daddy Wee for a very special weekend out on the West Coast. So that's that's really good. I mean, that's cool because she's got dates there. So hopefully they'll expand and to some other things. She's got a video out, and I will post that for you on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. So look for that. Katie Nicole's video. She's somebody you don't recognize. That's who wow, it is. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You're as funny as a cry for help. The Sound of Life. Thank you, Lord. Obviously, the name of that song there. Chris Tomlin and Friends. I'm Joe, and one of their friends is Stephen Curtis Chapman. I'm sure if he can meet you in person, he would say, I, I consider you a, a friend of mine. Don't forget about the concert coming up in Loudonville on the 25th. That is a Friday night concert. Of course, it's sold out, but we got Stephen Curtis Chapman right here. We'll come to a morning show. Honey got a chance to talk to him uh, late one day, and I one of the things I really wanted her to ask him was about how the ministries were going. He's so involved with ministry, and I remember when he started Show Hope years and years ago, um, and, and it's affiliated with China. I believe it's in China, and then there was uh, Maria's big house named after his daughter Maria. Uh, and so I just kind of wanted to know how those ministries were doing. And Connie, ask him about that. Well, thank you for asking. We had a big conference just two days ago that my wife and I hosted for Show Hope, uh, our uh, nonprofit that uh, that we started. It's just we weren't able to continue our relationship our just, you know, because of the cha the challenges just with you know, the governments and all of that. An evening with Stephen Curtis Chapman is sold out in Loudonville for Friday, the 25th of March. But, hey, maybe you want to head out to Erie, Pennsylvania for Saturday. I don't know if it's sold out or not. He's going to be there. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't imagine traveling to school every day without it. It helps me um, in my prayer over our school and our students and teachers. So thank you for all that you do. The Sound of Life. Voice of the Martyrs. They're all over the world there. It's always good to check them out, see what's going on, find out who they would like us to pray for in a place called Bhutan. Lord, we're praying that you will continue to raise up more women for ministry there, in Jesus' name. Also in Afghanistan, just a real human crisis there, probably the worst ever maybe in the world. We're praying for believers who gather in small groups for prayer, encouragement, and training, and worship. Lord, may your truth spread in that country going through such a terrible time. Lord, revitalize people. Bring joy to people in their misery Lord, in Jesus' name, in Afghanistan. Amen. Thanks for praying along. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Look, I'm a frequent coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card. The Sound of Life. Interesting day today in 1928. We got an Olympic rower. Got an Olympic rowing event.
And this rower by the name of Bobby Pierce stopped in the middle of the race. Unheard of, unprecedented. He stopped to let a family of ducks pass by. He gave his opponent a five-length lead. What? Well, in the last thousand meters. It's a long race, isn't it, kids? In the last thousand meters, he pulled ahead by 30 seconds. He won the gold medal. Set a record. You know what? For you today, stop and let the ducks go by. The Sound of Life. New York City Marathon drawing opens at noon today. Just want to say maybe that's something you do. You run, right? It wouldn't be a hidden talent. We're kind of talking about hidden talents this morning you know something that people don't know about you readily i was talking to lisa about that i said you know lisa i think what you've got is the gift of hospitality i don't know if you know what you know what i think you know what you just took the words right out of my mouth because i can throw together a party i'm really good about throwing throwing parties together that's pretty neat i guess was i guess that's something you would say yeah but i learned that from my mother because i grew up down south so i feel like i got that that gift from my mother because my mother was born and raised in uh well she wasn't born she was born in new york but she was raised in alabama oh no and, kidding um, wow yeah so you know when i lived in jacksonville as a kid then i lived in virginia i just always remember we always had people at our house my father was in the navy my father used to bring guys home, like guys that had duty or they're, they're on a ship. Um, so he met guys from all the different ships that was in the fleet. And so he would bring guys home from England. The British sailors, they would bring us British sailor hats and stuff. And so I remember as kids, we used to walk around with these British sailor hats on. Cause my father always brought people home, no matter what color and no matter where they <laughs> country they were from, they were at our house. How about that? Hmm. Probably never forget so, it either. Huh? No, I remember that. Like, I started school, and in, in, um, I lived in Florida until I was 10, and then we moved to New York, and then we moved to Virginia, and then I moved back to New York when I was 18. Now, most of my life, I lived in New York, but as growing up, most of my younger years were, was in Florida and Virginia. How about that? So, wow Well. But, yeah, so I learned all that stuff from my parents, I guess. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Well, here's a question for you. Are you frustrated when your kids don't listen? <laughs> <laughs> well, Anna Brink says the problem could be you. You know, here's a, here, here's a scenario. Could you please clean out the hungry, oh, excuse me, could you please clean out the bunny cage before you go out to play? No. <laughs> there it is. So the way you ask the question, it's all part of an article on iMom, Anna wrote about and there's three basic things there really are and it has to do with the type of question that you or the the delivery of what you want to be done not in the form of a question but how you say it right pay attention to the tone of your voice and deliver consistent consequences of course when your children don't obey because <laughs> there are going to be times when they don't obey and that's the hardest thing to do right there right make it something that's that's real. Don't exaggerate. Anyway. But anyway, it's a pretty cool little article. I thought you might could check out just in case. Maybe the kids or the grandkids or from time to time. I don't know. Maybe it's rare nowadays to say no. You know, uh, I'm tweeting out. If your kids are not listening to you, they're likely not listening to their teachers either. Ooh. So check out the article from iMom on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page just for you. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. So I wanted to share something very encouraging with you. 
and by a man whose family is basically in hiding in a bomb shelter in the Ukraine. He's American-born pastor, Andrew. He was a couple of nights ago being interviewed uh, by a news team, and in the course of that, said some pretty amazing things and shared a verse, and I want to share that with you, Pastor Andrew. Yeah, absolutely. So I was just speaking to a friend this morning who was in Poland. He works for a camp called Word of Life, and they've opened up their whole property in order to help uh, take in refugees. They're converting spaces that are unfinished. They're putting mattresses down on the ground. So there's opportunities through Word of Life and Samaritan's Purse and World Vision and other nationally known organizations. And it's one of the one of the ways that we can be involved right now. And you as a pastor counsel people all the time. I've got to imagine this is difficult for you personally, for people that you love, for your family. Um, but you sent us a verse tonight that you wanted to mention. Tell us about that verse um, and just kind of your words of wisdom at this hour. Yeah, so uh, my job as a pastor is to help point people to truth and to scripture and to God and, and his intention and desires for us. And, and the verse that, that I had on my mind was, Romans chapter 12, verse 21, which is very simple, but very powerful. It says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And you have to understand that the context of this verse was uh, written to a group of first century Christians that were isolated and who were persecuted and who were going through a very challenging time. They were isolated from Jews. They were persecuted by the Romans and they had every reason to give up, every reason to be overwhelmed, but instead, what, what, what they got to experience was overwhelming, resilient hope. And they had hope because of their faith in Jesus Christ, because their hope was rooted in something that was outside of them and outside of their circumstances and in this glorious future that God has prepared for his people. And so by God's grace, we can overcome evil with good. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You might as well get up, do something. The Sound of Life. He's on his way from the UK. Yeah. Uh, from Dorset with a minivan, 16-passenger minivan, loaded, blankets, sleeping bags, and toys for refugees. He's going to the Polish-Ukrainian border. The people in his town got it together in 12 hours. He's on his way. Well, he's an ex-Royal Marine, so he'll be there. He'll be okay. You may be saying, are you kidding? There's millions of people coming over the border. How's a a van load of blankets and toys going to make any of a difference? He just hopes it's a tinge of hope and warmth. Jesus fed over 5,000 with a basket full of fish and loaves. So I pray God works a miracle with his gift. Amen. 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 Waking up with a cup of joe. You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for the entertainment, the music, the love, the blessings. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. Okay, kids, listen up. There's been a study of the elephant seals. Let's face it, every animal in the world is getting studied right now, okay? they What they came up with will blow your mind, and this is what I want to tell you, because I want to blow your mind this morning. Research team tagged about 100 seals, and they tracked their journey. Do you know they go on a 6,000-mile annual journey, and they tracked them for 11 years. So this isn't something that just happened You know, this is something that happens all the time. And what I'm talking about, you know the fact that sea creatures like turtles, sea turtles, they do that. They're they're hatched, and they go in the water, and they're gone for maybe years, and they come back to the same place. Well, the seals do the very same thing. 
traveling thousands of miles. But the thing that blew them away is that some of these seals are coming back and within five days giving birth, right? And they're like, how do they know where they are and how long it's going to take to get there? Do they have like a built-in GPS or something? I am so shook. Yeah. Waking up with a cup of joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. The phrase iron sharpens iron, it comes from uh, the Bible, where it's talking about as a, as a man, you know, and another man, brother to brother, you sharpen each other. Just like iron sharpens iron. It's quite a picture there, I think. And it's used for a, a men's equipping conference. So wives, here we go. <laughs> Get your man on this right now. I'm posting it on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. The link to ironsharpensiron.net and their Hartford conference coming up. I do believe that is the home of Iron Sharpens Iron and a very cool keynote speaker. You'll want to listen to him. He is the co-host of Family Life Today. He's worth listening to right there. An article of books and stuff's pretty cool. His name is Dave Wilson. It may not ring a bell. He's relatively new with family life today, but pretty cool. And a lot of other things and materials and, of course, men, sharpening men right there. Live on site, Hartford, Connecticut, uh, on the way March 19th. That's Saturday, March 19th. Not this Saturday, so, you know, maybe a little bit of a late notice for you. But I've just got it and found out, so hope there's tickets left. But the, the change your man, there you wow, go. Wow, that's awesome. It is. <laughs> the sound of life. Numbers are amazing. I just read a thing. Uh, about a man who was looking at the numbering sequence in the Bible. I know this sounds weird, but I don't want to get into all of it, but I guess obviously 3 and 7, 37, all this stuff. He saw instances where like every seventh word, things in the seventh chat, all this stuff. He saw this. It's pretty amazing, and it led him to Christ, really. He, he believed the Bible because of the way it was put together. I, I'm sure that's probably pretty rare. But number, I mean, you got to admit, there is a kind of a fascination about numbers, right? Yeah, so I got Michelle on the line, and I know that you have, not, not, not I wasn't snooping or anything, you told me, that uh, you have an eight in your email address. What is the eight for, Michelle? I have eight children. Awesome. So besides having eight children, what's the best thing that's happened to you lately, Michelle? Got to celebrate my birthday with my kids on Saturday. It was really nice. Yeah. They didn't run out on you. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> What's your advice to families or big families? Uh, structure and patience. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. This is the story of mask. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, not my opinion one way or the other. The fact that I saw yesterday with my own eyes... My man at the pharmacy behind the counter, I saw his smile yesterday for the first time in two years. And boy, did I make a big deal about it. And it was such a big deal that my wife was embarrassed, me just telling about it. So now I'm telling you about it. Now she's doubly embarrassed. What is wrong with you? <laughs> it was awesome. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. It's a very heartwarming story about a woman who obviously knows how to treat animals, and in particular, beavers in a pond. Got those around here. Michelle had a baby beaver named Timber. She gave him that, of course, and she uh, 
trained him and worked with him to return him to the wild. That's what you do. They're naturally wild animals. She'd take you for swims in the pond. He'd come back to her kayak, snuggle, rub noses. Can you believe that? One morning, though, Timber did not return. And Michelle looked for six hours around for him and thought, well, he's, no, no, I don't know what's happened. And a couple of weeks later, she found a beaver skull. Oh, assuming it was timber, she began to cry. You know, I mean, let's face it. They're one of God's creatures and she was close, right? It was pretty amazing. And then she said, snap out of it. He's just a large aquatic rodent. But the truth is she cared for him. And really, so does God. His love reaches high to the heavens, down to the smallest creature, part of the creation he calls us to steward in Genesis in the Bible. He preserves both people and animals. It says providing food for the cattle and for the young ravens. Wow. Now, here's the rest of the story. One day, as they say, one day Michelle was kayaking in a neighbor's pond and surprise, there's Timber. Oh. oh, there he is. He found a beaver family and was helping them raise two kits, as they're called. Uh, he surfaced right beside Michelle's kayak. She smiled at him and said, you look well. You have a beautiful family. And he splashed his tail and swam over to his new mom. Don't you just love happy endings? Especially your own, <laughs> right? Jesus promised he'd supply whatever we need. So, Father God, we lift up our cares and worries to you today. Amen. The Sound of Life. That's Jordan St. Cyr in a song, Weary Traveler. Aren't we all? Yes, we are. But there's a group in the Ukraine there that may be terrified, besides being weary, and I'm sure they are, got an urgent Ukrainian prayer request from Word of Life. You may have heard Pastor Andrew talk about Word of Life in Poland. They've opened up their entire camp to refugees coming in, doing a big job there. Well, this morning, the missionaries headed back into active war zone north of Kiev with eight vans. Wow. Uh, 300 people still need to be evacuated. So the goal is to shuttle as many as possible to safety. There is heavy fighting in the area. Please pray for their safety. Hashtag Pray for Ukraine. Thank you, Word of Life, for letting us know. And Lord, we do beseech you for extraordinary protection for those folks from Word of Life seeking to rescue your children, your beloved children there from a fighting area in the Ukraine. Give them courage. Give them love. Love on them, Lord, and extraordinary peace and protection. In Jesus' name, amen. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Best thing that's happened this week, I, I got my car fixed, finally, of a part that we didn't know when it was going to be in, and then it was in, so the check engine light is off, so I got remote, remote start, got remote start, too, <laughs> just like that. Yes, what's the best that's happened to you? Anything good this week? One of the best things was I got my new car. <laughs> really? That's you. That I was waiting for. Wow, that's Although, big time. A very close second was we had dinner with my daughter and husband, so that's right. a very close second of the best of. Better be careful. Um, <laughs> and worse, oh, we did get bad news about a friend of ours diagnosed with a illness, so maybe that was the worst of. Yeah, <laughs> that happens. Man, well, we'll pray for them and uh, rejoice you. with you. That's always good. Wow, that's, a, that's <laughs> that kind of makes up. That was a banner week. That's great. 
<laughs> it wasn't a bad week, right? Exactly. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. So penguins actually do get out of the zoo. It happened recently in Budapest, uh, Hungary. And they, they don't go very far, you know, but they're very curious. And they got out and they saw them. And they took them back to the Metropolitan Zoo uh, after a few hours, right? And they got out and they wrapped them in a blanket. Seeing as how Antarctica is so far from them, they figured, well, we better save them. You know, that happened at the New York Zoo one time. Uh, it was like about four of them got out and they're wandering around. They were a few blocks from the zoo. And of course, word goes out to authorities to look for them. And a policeman saw them. But he didn't have any transportation or anything, and he just happened to see an ice cream truck go by, and he flagged him down at the light, and he said, listen, these penguins here need to go back to the zoo. I'll give you 50 bucks if you take them to the zoo. He said, sure, no problem. Okay, fine, thanks. Everything was good, right? Later in the day, he saw the same ice cream truck go by with the penguins hanging out the window. And he thought, uh-oh, what has happened? And again, he stopped them and he said, I thought I gave you 50 bucks to take the penguins to the zoo. He said, what happened? He said, well, we did go to the zoo and we had such a great time and I got a little money left over. Now I'm taking them to the movies. You didn't see anything. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You might as well get up, do something. The Sound of Life. The Ukrainian Paralympic team. Normally the Paralympics gets like hardly any publicity at all. They're always held after the Olympics, winter and summer Olympics, exactly in the same place the other athletes were. And they're incredible, inspiring stories. The U.S. has some amazing stories. I never even thought about the Ukraine team, and here they are second on the medal list behind China and just doing it great. And they know they're there making a statement. That's exactly what they want to do. That's uh, really... Really pretty cool, yes. And so I've got um, Linda right here on the Cup of Joe Morning Show hotline, Linda. So uh, since since you called, I just ask if you were training. You know, you're younger. You're training for the Olympics. What uh, would you be in it? I would be a diver. Really? Yes, I love diving. I took private lessons to learn diving. Yeah, I absolutely loved it, and it went nowhere. Did you ever do it competitively? I did it competitively at our local pool when it was the IBM pool. Right. Wow. Yep, I did. Very good. Why don't you do that? Get back in it. They probably got something in your age category. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no, I can't even picture that. I'm sorry. The sound of life. So if you're a resident of the Ukraine, I could understand wanting to get out. Um and, you know, I mean, what do you do? Everything, everything. Just can't even imagine what it would be like to have your city, your town, your county, you know, having jets come over, bombing, things like that. And so you're there. This is your home. You've been there, good and bad and all that stuff. And somebody's coming in, doing, you know, you, you know, you know, that doesn't sit well, right? And you, and you wish you could do something, but, you know, you just, you, you don't have a lot, right? But you've got a jar of canned cucumbers or whatever it is, and when you see a drone snooping around, one of those Russian drones, uh, um, that's enough. I've about had it. <laughs> this woman actually did it. She took a jar uh, that she had gone to all the trouble to pickle and everything, but, man, she sacrificed that thing, and she nailed that drone. And her husband went out, and they, they, they smashed it to pieces and put 
pieces in different garbage containers. <laughs> Nobody was going to try to piece that thing back. That shows you the extent of, you know, the, 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 the frustration and the anger and stuff like that. Yep, they, uh, it came out. It was it was the news claimed that a woman had knocked a Russian drone out of the sky with a jar of cucumbers. It, it really it wasn't true. It, it wasn't, well, at least completely true um, because it, it wasn't a jar of cucumbers. It was a jar of tomatoes is what she Quickly, before it's too late, press the superhero button. Waking up with a cup of joe. You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for the entertainment, the music, the love, the blessings. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. Yes, basketball is on. The Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament should be played in my hometown of Greensboro, where the Atlantic Coast Conference started. But no, they had a pretty good offer from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. <laughs> well, you know, they've got the teams around Boston College and Syracuse and all that. And I mean, I guess Syracuse is in the Big East. I'm so confused. But I know basketball is on. I know that. Can Duke win the ACC? Does Carolina have a team that's going to go deep in the playoffs? Playoffs getting ready to start after. That's next week. Because the tournament selection will be right after the tournaments are going on right now. Got a post. A guy posted on Instagram. My girlfriend said, is there basketball on? Sure, I put on a game, and I walked away, and two hours later, I'm like, what is she doing? She's napping. She turned it on to keep me occupied like a toddler. This is all some kind of whacked-out conspiracy. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped drinking the coffee. I stopped doing the standing and walking and the words, putting into sentence, doing. The sound of life. Oh, man, Amelia... Um, she made headlines because the video of her singing, and I'll let you listen to her singing, and I'll, you're probably going to recognize it right away, but she's in a bunker in the Ukraine with her family singing this song. She's like six, I think. <laughs> recognize it. And they got on Facebook and it went viral and it made the news. In fact, some of the news presenters, you know, were they a little shaken up watching her do that. They're so compelled because she's in the middle of a war. And her, so was her 15-year-old brother. But the good news is that she is out of that area, and her brother is too. But her mother, who is um, staying behind there, you know, how do you say goodbye to your kids? You know, it's not certainly not the only time in history when people have put their kids on a ship or something and set sail because, you know, where they were was not good. It was really bad. Bleak. In the 1700s, it was a seven-year-old. Seven Imagine putting your seven-year-old on a rickety old, well, I'm sure it was, I say that, maybe brand spanking new, I don't know, a ship to come to the, the, the new world, take months to get here, because that must be pretty bad, you know, at home. And then come and be an indentured servant in Virginia and work until you're 18 and buy your freedom and then settle a farm in North Carolina and then your ancestors end up moving to Alabama and then to Oklahoma and then having a 
daughter eventually named Reba McIntyre. So, you know, you never know what's going to happen. You've been listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast on the sound of life. The Hudson Valley's 100% listener-funded Christian radio station. For more information on upcoming events, contests, to ask for prayer, and to become a member of the Sound of Life family by supporting the station, visit us at soundoflife.org.